0: Friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I am excited to be back here again today to talk to you about selling online and Etsy and all things e-commerce. So thanks for tuning in. If this is your first ever episode that you've tuned into, hi, my name is Lauren and I teach Etsy and e-commerce sellers to build, grow, scale, and optimize their shops so that they can grow their online businesses without it totally consuming their lives. Today, on this podcast, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different than something that I've talked about in the past. And this episode is really directed toward people who are wanting to use Etsy as a piece of their business, but not necessarily starting on Etsy. Maybe they started um, on a different platform or they started on their own website or even like selling online, or I mean in person. And they're adding an e-commerce branch of their business, but that is not their entire business. So there are people... Um, if we're backing up a little bit, there are people who come into the e-commerce space as an Etsy seller. I am one of those people. I did not have a business prior to opening my Etsy shop. I opened my Etsy shop as my business. And then from Etsy, I branched out to other things, Amazon and uh, my own website and in-person sales and whatever. There are other people who come at it from the opposite direction where they have already established a business, whether that is online, so they're selling on different channels, or even something like a blog where they then add an Etsy shop as an e-commerce piece of that business, or if they have, let's say, um, a brick and mortar store or they have their own website or whatever, but they want to expand into the Etsy market because there are some real benefits to the Etsy marketplace, which is part of what we're talking about today. So this one is more geared towards those people who have started in a different direction and then moved on to Etsy as a piece of it. However, if you got started on Etsy and you have any goals of branching out off of Etsy or you have your own website or whatever, this is also relevant to you. So we are gonna talk today about using Etsy as a piece of your e-commerce sales funnel. If you are familiar with the idea of a sales funnel, basically you think about, the shape of a funnel, which is broader on the top and then narrower at the bottom. And you think about moving people through the steps of how they're becoming aware of your brand and getting to know either you as the artist or your brand and the products and the mission and all of that behind what you're doing. And then as it goes down through the funnel, the bottom rung is the people who are actually buying from you or who become like loyal repeat customers of your business. So we're going to talk about um, three main things today about best how to best utilize Etsy um, as a sales funnel, what the benefits are to selling on a platform as one piece of your overall business, why a marketplace platform like Etsy can benefit your overall e-commerce brand, and how to funnel those customers to you as the business owner or to your website or whatever for future sales and repeat purchases. So let's start by talking about selling on a marketplace. Etsy is certainly not the only marketplace in existence, though it is the one that we talk about the most here. It is the one that I am the most familiar with and also the most loyal to. Uh, But many of these ideas can be utilized with other platforms that you might sell on as well, such as Fair for Wholesale. By their very definition, marketplace platforms are places where multiple different sellers come together on one platform to sell their individual goods as individual business owners. Because of this, unlike a platform, like a hosting platform like WordPress or Shopify or Squarespace or something like that, where you're doing all of the traffic driving to your website, your individual shop. And the ability to get views onto your products or views onto your website is dependent on you understanding how to drive that traffic either through organic means like Google SEO or paid marketing like Facebook ads. Unlike that, a marketplace brings in its its own traffic to the overall marketplace with buyers who are aware of that marketplace platform and branding based on that. So for instance, Etsy does their own advertising. You probably have heard it on the radio or on TV or whatever. And people are familiar with the brand of that platform. So there's brand recognition of the platform as a whole. And then you are an individual seller in that larger, um, you know, wheel of that platform. Etsy has been around since 2005 and they have accumulated an active buyer base of over 90 million people, which is nuts and places it solidly among the largest e-commerce platforms to sell on, the largest kind of marketplace platform of its type. There are some really big benefits, which you guys hear me talk about all the time, um, to selling on a marketplace like Etsy. Again, there are a lot of other marketplaces. Fair is one, eBay is one, even Amazon Handmade is one, um, although Amazon is kind of A little bit different because the handmade piece of it is like a a smaller piece of this large, large business. One of the big benefits of selling on a marketplace is the name recognition. The familiarity of the consumer to the brand of the platform gives buyers confidence in shopping on that platform, especially in this day and age where we are constantly kind of like getting, I don't want to say scammed because like, you know, a lot of times you are buying the thing, but what you actually get when it shows up is not really what you thought you were gonna get, particularly through like social media ads. I see this happen all the time. Um, I have, you know, family members that will send me screenshots all the time. Oh my gosh, look at this thing, it's so cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, don't buy that. You're gonna get some piece of junk from some random company that you've never heard of, or you're just gonna get ripped off. While ultimately buyers are protected by their credit card company from being scammed, like from just completely getting ripped off, having a marketplace where they are shopping, which they are comfortable with and which they trust, makes them feel like they have another layer of protection with the marketplace if their purchase does not turn out the way that they want it to. And they do have an extra layer Of protection there. They can open a case and um, Etsy will intervene, you know, one way or the other. Many buyers then feel more comfortable and familiar with a marketplace and buying on the marketplace, um, even if they're not familiar with you as an individual or your individual shop. So you're able to benefit from that brand recognition and the confidence that buyers have in Etsy by selling on the platform and being a part of the platform. They have done that foundational work uh, for you in terms of like the know, like and trust factor of building an online business. The second main benefit of a marketplace, which I talk about all the time because I love SEO and really optimizing your SEO, is the built-in traffic that is already present on the platform. As I just mentioned, Etsy has over 90 million active buyers on the platform. So that means that there are over 90 million people who are already registered to shop there, looking around, potentially finding your products if you optimize your products well with your SEO. And unlike people who are, let's say, scrolling on Instagram, um, who may just be like, you know, passively looking at Instagram posts, people who are looking on Etsy are specifically searching for things to buy. They are on a shopping platform and they are shopping, whether they are window shopping or planning for a future purchase or actively buying right now. But that's not to say that there are no drawbacks to selling on a platform. So in the interest of being well-rounded, there are two main drawbacks that I see to selling on a platform and that I hear as hesitations from other, you know, students that I've worked with and people that I've talked to about e-commerce. The first one is that your products are directly next to people whose products are very similar or even exactly the same as yours. So when someone is searching for something, they're not just finding your shop and your products, obviously. That would be wonderful if they were. Unlike a buyer that comes to your website and then looks around, you know, comparing this product to this product, but they're both products in your shop, with a platform, you're being directly compared to the shop next to you, which may or may not be a good thing for you, depending on how you compare to those people that are all around you in the search. The second main drawback is that you're not ultimately in control of the platform. This one bothers some people more than others, but you don't have control over whether or not Etsy raises their fees. You don't have control over their algorithm. And that extra layer of buyer protection that Etsy provides can come back to bite you if someone opens a case against you, even sometimes when you have not done anything wrong. So just because you have not done anything wrong in your eyes doesn't mean that Etsy is going to side with you since they are looking out for their reputation as a buyer with the buyers. Um, This is always a risk. There is always a risk to relying on any kind of platform, whether it is social media or a selling platform or whatever, because you do give up some of the control of what you're in control of to that platform. You're reliant on them in that way. They are also providing you a service by bringing traffic into your shop, handling, filing state taxes. Um, You know, they send you the 1099K at the end of the year, so they take care of some of that financial side, all of that. So there are positives and negatives. There are good and bad. There are trade-offs to everything. There are trade-offs to having your own website as well, so there's no like kind of one size fits all, this is the best way, or this is, you know, checks all the boxes of being the most awesome system ever. So all that being said, that's where we're talking about using Etsy as one piece of your overall e-commerce business. There are a lot of online sellers that have very strong feelings about Etsy in a way that I think gives too much power to Etsy, and I've talked about that on this podcast before. Etsy is just a tool for sales. They're a publicly traded company with investors. So to think of them as looking out for the little guy or having your best interest as heart at heart as an individual or an artist or a creator is an exercise in frustration. They are not looking out for you. They are a publicly traded platform with investors. I always tell people I am not married to the Etsy platform, although I am i am a big fan of the Etsy platform. I very much still think that it is the best platform both to get started on and also to have as a branch of an e-commerce business, depending on the type of product that you have. But for most people that are listening to this product. Podcast, your product is going to fit into that. But I don't have any kind of loyalty to Etsy. I'm not like a diehard Etsy fan. There are things that they do that annoy me. There are changes that they make that annoy me. I'm not emotionally invested in what Etsy is doing. So I don't really get too worked up about it. But I use it as a tool for my overall business, which has now grown far beyond Etsy to multiple different platforms, and if there were ever a competitor that came along that was so much better than Etsy and had comparable traffic, I would certainly look at adding them as well. I don't think I would ever get rid of my Etsy shop. There would be no reason to do that. I have had over nine hundred thousand dollars in sales on Etsy. I am I am a big big fan of the Etsy platform, but I am not solely loyal to Etsy as the like be all end all only place I'm ever gonna sell, only thing I'm ever gonna do. So putting some emotional distance between the way that Etsy marketed themselves in the beginning, which was like kind of a down and dirty in the trenches with the artisans kind of way to what they actually are now, which is a multi-billion dollar corporation, allows you to unemotionally use them to the benefit of yourself and your business without any real feelings about the changes that they make to their business. So yeah, it can be frustrating when you're selling on a platform that you don't have total control over. Although I will say that regardless of where you're selling, you really don't have total control. So if you own your own website, you have to do some kind of marketing of that website. Are you running Facebook ads? You don't have total control over them. Are you doing social media promotion? You don't have total control over that. Are you doing Pinterest ads? You don't have total control over that either. So it's just a trade-off that you have to make. You are not the only entity that has control over all of the various pieces that go into how you're promoting yourself. All right, so the next thing that I want to talk about as a part of this podcast is the um, kind of the way that you work to use the advantages of that marketplace platform and what Etsy is bringing to the table as the trade-offs of using that platform to then harness that traffic on your in your Etsy shop and then contribute to your overall long-term sales and growth of your e-commerce business, both on Etsy and off of Etsy. It's kind of twofold, so we're gonna talk about both of those pieces. As I just said, I am a big fan of Etsy, but I am also a big fan of having an overall business and a brand that doesn't stop at the Etsy platform. I have long, long, long told you all, I don't, and I have not ever seen myself at maybe in the very, very beginning, but Um, seen myself as an Etsy seller. I don't describe myself as an Etsy seller. I don't tell people that I'm an Etsy seller. I tell people that I have an e-commerce business making monogrammed baby gifts. And Etsy is one piece of that. So while I am a big fan of it, I don't think that your overall business needs to have the sun rise and set at the boundaries of the Etsy URL. I think it is a great tool for brand awareness. I think it is a, a fabulous way of getting in front of an entirely new segment of buyers who are familiar and comfor- comfortable with Etsy and Increase your overall e-commerce revenue through the built-in traffic of Etsy when you are optimizing things correctly. But I think it's also very important to have a strategy of what comes next for your buyer on Etsy. We spent a lot of time in recent months talking about email marketing, and that is really this big piece of it. If they purchase from you on Etsy and they love their purchase, ultimately the goal should be to make them brand loyal to you, not to the Etsy platform so that when they want to come back and make a repeat purchase or buy something else from your brand or whatever, that they are not just going back to the front page of Etsy and searching for a similar product to what they bought before and then finding whatever shop happens to pop up in the search, which may or may not be you. It requires you then to think not only about their experience making a purchase from Etsy, but also what then is happening between their Etsy purchase and a future purchase that they would be making from you in either on your own website or back on Etsy again, but directly from you, what's happening in that interim time period that allows them to know your brand, become more familiar with you, become more comfortable with you, really learn the name of your business. You know, sometimes we buy stuff on Etsy and we don't even know the name of the shop. We're not really paying attention. So how do you become more familiar and... Um, just have them have more knowledge of your, your business and your brand so that you can market to them as an individual brand rather than rather than them just seeing you as um, an Etsy seller. As a side note, I do want to lay it out there that there are going to be buyers, regardless of if you have your own website or not, who are brand loyal to Etsy. And they will only shop on Etsy forever and ever. Amen. I have had buyers who have bought from me upwards of 40 times always on my Etsy shop, never moving to my own shop in spite of offering coupons and discounts and whatever on my own website. So that is actually the first piece of how this helps you to grow your overall business revenue. You're keeping in mind that you are reaching those brand loyal diehard Etsy fans where they are. And if they are brand loyal to Etsy, they never would have been looking for your website anyway. So by having an Etsy shop, it allows them to shop with you and connect with you when they otherwise just wouldn't have been aware of your products if you didn't have an Etsy storefront because they are exclusively looking on Etsy. So don't be discouraged by those Etsy diehards. They are just there. They're gonna stay on Etsy. They're probably always gonna shop with you from Etsy and that just is what it is. For the other people, though, the other subset of people who are just shopping and they happen to stumble upon you on Etsy, we want to think about branding and touch points that we can use to connect with them after their purchase on Etsy. You want to make sure that they recognize that you're a brand. This isn't just a one-off product. You're not just like dabbling on Etsy and selling random things. So they, you want them to be able to see you as a business. Things like actual branded packaging, stickers on the package, inserts in the package that give your name and your link. Which I would recommend, I would recommend advertising your um, standalone website, your own shop if you have it, and even perhaps a coupon code for future purchases if you like. As a side note, I would recommend setting up coupon codes that only work on your website if you have a website and not on your Etsy shop as a way of getting those people to move over and to, you know, check out your um, your own website. We also want to think about multiple touch points that allow the buyer to engage with you after the purchase from Etsy, but perhaps before they've moved over to your own website or come back for a repeat purchase these are things like links to social media. I like to include social media links in the message to buyers that goes out in an email when the package ships. So um, if you go into your Etsy dashboard, you can set that. Maybe as something like a QR code on an insert that you put in the package that allows them to check out your website. It brings them directly to it. Then, you know, if you have other collections on your website that you don't offer on Etsy, maybe I would highly recommend highlighting some of those on your insert. Tell them who you are, what you sell, what else you offer. Lastly, as I've talked about before, I would very much encourage people to use email marketing. This is gonna be the best and most effective way to move people from Etsy to your website as it brings them off of Etsy to get to know you as a brand. And likely you probably already have some email marketing functionality set up on your own website if you have a website set up. So you can easily add your um, Etsy buyers who have opted into your email list to that. Um, If you don't already get my emails, you should sign up for them because I um, talked about this extensively in several emails that I sent out recently, but Aweber is the only software currently as of this recording that integrates directly with Etsy to help collect email addresses from Etsy buyers. So I would highly recommend setting up that integration. If you need help with the tech side of email marketing as well as, you know, subject lines and templates and all of that, head to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash email. I have a whole email marketing program specifically for Etsy sellers to help get the tech side of that set up because it can be a little bit overwhelming. Email marketing is an extremely effective way of moving people from random Etsy purchaser to actual customer and fan of your brand and aware of your brand. Um, There are a lot of laws though surrounding what's legal to do with email marketing and how you collect those email addresses. So I get this question quite frequently. You cannot just take their email address from their Etsy purchase and add them to an email list. That is not legal. It is also against the terms of Etsy. So I would recommend that you set up email marketing and also just that you are always thinking about touch points with your customers. The various ways that they can get to know you and your brand and your products and you as the artist and the maker behind the brand rather than just thinking of you as a sort of faceless Etsy storefront that they bought something from but they don't really know anything about you and they're not necessarily loyal to you. Through thinking about touch points, always thinking about touch points. Their first touch point is probably going to be coming into your Etsy shop through a search and making a purchase. And then from there, you have the opportunity to set up various touch points, whether it's through social media, email marketing, the message that gets sent out as a confirmation, all of these ways. The goal is to have multiple touch points that they are interacting with you and becoming more familiar with you because that is how they are going to get comfortable enough with you and familiar enough with you to know your brand, to recognize your products, to recognize your photos, and then to think of you when they are in the market for another product that is what you are selling or similar to what you have or what they bought in in previous purchases. So... As an action step, there's a lot covered in this, um, but your first action step is probably just to think about what that's going to look like for you, where you want to direct people. I, as I said before, highly recommend email marketing. You have the most control over it and it is the most secure. Um, You know, social media platforms can always be changing the algorithms. You can get locked out, blah, 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 blah. So I prefer email marketing, but if you wanted your first touchpoint to be social media, then think about the ways that you can direct people back to your social media website or your social media account, and then where they're going to go from there. Do you have a shoppable Instagram account? Do you have a Facebook shop set up? Do you have your links in your social media and all of that. So just thinking about touch points and the ways that you can connect with your customer through these various channels that you're probably already using, but just making sure that you're getting the most bang from them for the work that you're doing. I hope that you have found this episode helpful and interesting and it's given you things to think about and work with within your own business and your own shop. If you have questions or you want to continue this conversation and continue to learn with me, the best way of doing that is to head to my website, laurenkeplinger.com, and sign up for one of the free downloads that I have, whether it is the Ultimate Etsy Starter Kit, if you are brand new to selling online, or the Etsy SEO checklist if you already have a shop set up and you want to learn how to optimize it for search engine optimization a little bit better. Either one of those will get you on my email list. That is the best way to connect with me at this point. I'm a little bit inconsistent with my social media usage, um, but I do regularly send emails with going on around the e-commerce world. Um, updates, helpful tips. I just sent out recently a free training that you could watch without even signing up. It was just there. So that is the best way to get the most up-to-date information from me and also to connect and be able to ask questions and all of that. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.